Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program that celebrates the tremendous talent of the thousands of people who provided news and entertainment to listeners through the only form of immediate mass media available in their homes during the American Golden Age of Radio, roughly from 1930 through the 1940s. This podcast originates from the seacoast of New Hampshire, and I am your host, John Lovering, thanking you for listening. Now let's turn back the clock and introduce the rebroadcast of this track's featured program. down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner, brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. Well, I suppose a lot of you boys and girls who are listening have already sent in to Lum and Abner for your flashlight. Maybe some of you haven't done it yet, though. I'd do that right away if I were you. Just think what a lot of fun you could have with this dandy little flashlight. It's the same size as a fountain pen, you know. You could carry it around with you wherever you go, and powerful. Say, it throws out a great big beam of light. Now, here's how to get a flashlight. Take the outside wrapper, not the label from the bottle, but the outside wrapper from a package of Horlick's malted milk powder. Must be from a package of Horlick's malted milk powder. You can't use wrappers from Horlick's tablets. Well, write your name and address on the back of that wrapper and enclose 10 cents. That's to cover the cost of packing and mailing your flashlight. Then mail your wrapper and dime to Lum and Abner care of the station that you are listening to right now. Isn't that easy? You bet it is, and that's all you have to do to get this dandy little flashlight complete with bulb and battery. Now send in for your flashlight right away, boys and girls. Do it tonight. If Mother hasn't a package of Horlick's malted milk powder in the house now, she'll get you one from the drugstore, I know. She knows that Horlick's will help you to grow up big and strong. Well, don't forget now, boys and girls. Send in to Lum and Abner for your flashlight right away. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. Well, when we left our old friends yesterday, Lum had been arrested and placed in jail, charged with robbing Abner's house. The whole town had turned against him so that he was unable to make bond for his release. In fact, late yesterday evening, a committee called on him at the jail and asked for his resignation as president of the school board. Well, things are looking a little brighter today. Evidently, somebody has come to Lum's rescue. For as we look in on Pine Ridge now, we find him just entering Dick Huddleston's store. Listen. Well, howdy, Lum. Howdy. Glad to see you out. Yeah, glad to see myself out, too. Come in. Come in. Uh, Just wanted to come over and tell you how I appreciate you going my bail, Dick. Oh, well, now, that's all right, Lum. I was glad to do it. Just sorry that I didn't do it sooner, but... I didn't know the straight of it till a while ago. Abner was over here and told me the truth about it. Told you that he told you how come he to slip in his house the other night? Well, no, but he told me that she never broke in, though. Said that he left the kitchen door open himself so she could get in. Well, now, I told him not to tell nobody about that. If Elizabeth finds out he was mixed up in that, no telling what she will do. Oh, well, I promised him that I wouldn't say anything about it. 
I still can't understand, though, why he wanted you to get that check that the insurance company paid him without his wife finding it out. Well, we were feared she'd take it into the county seat and cash it. Then they could get Abner for obtaining false money under pretenses. What are you talking about? Well, I reckon I may as well tell you the whole story now. You know this much, you may as well know it all. <laughs> but don't never breathe it to a soul, Dick, for it, it just wouldn't do for Elizabeth to find out. Oh, about. no, no, I won't say anything about it, sure. Well, uh, the whole thing started when we opened up her matrimony bureau. We never had no pictures of men folks to send out, and these women folks was writing in wanting us to find them a husband. So just to sort of pacify them till we could do better, we sent out a batch of pictures of that. Yeah, yeah, I knew about that one. Yeah, well, uh, this one woman, Hortense Kelly, fell in love with Abner's picture and decided to come down here to see him. Yeah, I know. She came in on the same train that uh, Abner's wife and daughter did. Yeah, yeah, and right there's when the trouble started, right there. It is. Elizabeth seen Hortense run up and kiss Abner down at the depot, and she figured Abner was having an affair and refused to let him come home. Yeah, but uh, she got uh, in a good humor again, though, after he had that automobile accident. <laughs> I guess you felt sorry for her. <laughs> well, now, I'll tell you the truth, Dick. That accident was a fake. A fake? Abner's arms ain't no more broke than mine is right now. Him and me just made out like he was hurt to get Elizabeth back in a good humor. <laughs> well, it worked all right. <laughs> yeah, it was working fine up to the time Elizabeth found that accident policy and put in a claim for damages unbeknownst to Abner and then got that check for $200. Oh, I see now why you were so anxious to get that check back. Why, sure, if they'd have cashed that check, they could have got Abner for collecting damages on an accident that he never even had. That's right. That's yeah. a penitentiary old thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing you got that check back all right now. Well, I've got it now, but I don't know what in the world to do with it. I aim to carry it back into the county seat and give it back to the insurance company, but, lo me, I can't do that without explaining to them why Abner don't want it. No, no, they'd more than like to tell Abner's wife, then. Why, sure they would. That's the reason I had to go ahead and let him lock me up. I couldn't tell nobody the truth about it. No. I didn't want Abner to get in no trouble at home. You know how high-strung Elizabeth is. Yeah, no, no. It wouldn't do to tell her now, though. Of course, if, if we can send out enough of them flashlights to where we can make uh, enough to restock our jot down store and get that opened up again, we can tell Elizabeth the truth about the whole thing. Yeah, well, of course, that's the first thing you've got to do. And say, the way this mail's coming in here today, well, you fellas won't have any trouble doing that, neither, Lon. Sure enough. Now, this is the biggest day you've had yet. Well, fine, good. Just look at that pile of mail over a thousand of them. Well, for the land, <laughs> them flashlights are making a big hit, all right. Yeah, yeah, you? they are. Uh, say, I got the one that you sent me, Lum. Oh, you got it, huh? Yeah, I collect mail on it to you. Handiest thing as I ever had, too. You know, I used to have to carry a lantern home with me tonight after I closed up here, but... Oh, this flashlight works a heap better. Oh, my, yeah, handy. You know, that thing will throw out about twice as much light as you'd think it would. Oh, yeah, them's powerful little gadgets. And, of course, the nice part about them is that you can just carry them in your pocket like you would a fountain pen, no bother at all. Yeah, well, I bound you folks that's already got theirs have been showing them around to their friends, and that's more than likely the reason we're getting so many more requests for them now than we did when we first started making the offer. Yeah. Folks is beginning to find out what a nice gift it really is. Yeah, yeah, and then I think that there's a lot of people out on the party line that are... Interested in this contest, too, Lum. See which one of you is going to be elected president of your new store over there. Yeah, well, that was a mistake, me ever agreeing to such a thing as that. So far, I ain't got but two votes out of the thousands of letters we've got. <laughs> one of them votes I sent in myself. Yeah. Well, Abner started running away with it, all right. Yeah, me getting in that trouble and getting locked up in jail ain't going to help me none. I no, know that. No, it isn't. You know, them things get talked around. Of course, they don't know the straight of it. No, yeah, it'll hurt you all right. No doubt about that, Lon. That's what I hate about it. The whole thing, Dick, more than anything else. Some of my best friends just turned against me. Yeah. I 
Reckon you heard about him asking me to resign as president of the school board yesterday. Yeah, I did. I, I hate to hear that, too, Lum. I sure did. Well, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't explain things to him without getting Abner into batch of trouble, so no. I just went ahead and resigned. Well, I think so, Lum, when this whole thing is straightened out and everybody knows the truth about it, well, it's more likely they'll come to you and want you to take the office back. Well, hope so. If I could just get to be president of the Jot 'em Down store, I... Wouldn't mind it so bad, but I, I hate to lose every office I've got. Well, Lum, you're not working for it like Abner is. Here, while you've been locked up in jail over there, why, he's been out making a house-to-house canvas listing boats around here. He has? Yeah, goes around with his arms wrapped up in splints <laughs> in a sling that away. <laughs> Naturally, they'll vote for him. <laughs> Feel yeah, sorry, you know? <laughs> I see now, yeah. I told him the other day he, he could take his arms out of them splints that I believe they'd be getting well by now if they were showing up hurt. Yeah. I noticed he never appeared very anxious to do it. <laughs> yeah, I see now he wanted to keep them wrapped up so as to get all the sympathy he could. <laughs> well, that's about the reason, all right. Well, I ain't give up. I grannies, I've been sort of taking things easy, but if that's the way he wants to do, I'll get busy myself. Undoubtedly, I've got some friends out on the party line. Why, sure. If I was you, I'd call them up and ask them to vote for me, too, long. Yeah. You, you reckon they're all down on me on account of this trouble I got myself into? Well, I, I just wouldn't say anything about that at all. Don't mention it. Dick, it just wouldn't do for Abner to get that office. He's a good man at heart, but he just ain't qualified for it. He's all right if he's got somebody to tell him what to do, but he don't know how to figure things out for himself and give him a little authority and there ain't no living with him. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm staying out of it, Lum. They're both friends of mine. I don't want to take sides. Well, Dick, if you don't mind me using your telephone, I would love to call up the folks on the party line and remind them that I'm still in the race. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Help yourself. Let them know what I'd appreciate if they'd vote for me. Sure. Let's see. Yeah. I believe I just ring Doc Miller's ring for a change. That gets them all to the telephone. Appears <laughs> they're getting specious that fire alarm ring. We've used that so much here lately. <laughs> yeah, they'll all listen in when they hear the doctor's ring all right. Now. <laughs> See who's took down sick, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll always do myself. Yeah. Uh, I can hear them snatching them receivers off in the hooker ready. <laughs> well, go ahead, then. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I want to be sure they're all listening in. Well, they'll be hanging up on you there in a minute, you yeah, know what? Right. Just a minute. <clears throat> Howdy, everybody. This is uh, Lum Edwards talking. I just want to take this opportunity to thank all you folks that sent in for the flashlights we're giving away. It's, it's mighty nice to know that we've got so many friends out on the party line, and we want every last one of you to have one of these gifts. For It's something we know you'll all appreciate. So if you ain't sent in uh, yet for a flashlight, be sure and do it tomorrow. It'll be a big help to me and Abner, and we'll appreciate it, too. Now, I... Uh, just want to put in a good word for myself while I'm on my feet. You, you know, we're letting you folks that sends in for the flashlights decide which one of us is going to be president of our jot em down store when we get it opened up. So, uh, natural, I'd love to get just as many votes as I can. And when you send in a ropper from a package of Horlicks, just write on the back of it which one of us you're voting for. You know, my name is Lum. L-U-M. L as in Lum, and U as in Lum, and M as in Lum. Well, howdy, Abner. Come in, uh, come in. Wait just a minute. I don't need this. I've been all over town today getting bored. <laughs> Abner, I'm trying to make oh. announcement on the party line. Oh, yeah, be quiet. I've never seen you. Excuse me. <laughs> Go ahead, Lum. i never seen you. Well, I reckon that's about all, except that I want you to know I appreciate you voting for me. And we'll be looking for your letter. Thank you. Oh, that's what you're up to, huh? Trying to get votes behind my back, yeah. Well, what you been doing? Uh-huh. Going around here making a house-to-house canvas. Of course I was asking for votes. I grannies, I'm going to keep on asking for them, too. 
I ain't had much to say in this contest so far, but from here out, Abner, I'm after every vote I can get. I'll show you that I ain't through yet. <laughs> well, it looks as though this race for president might develop into some real competition. <laughs> Come on, folks, cast a vote for either Lum or Abner in this race for president of the Jotham Down General Store. And get a fine flashlight at the same time. Haven't you often wished when you were hunting for something in a dark closet, or maybe it was when you were out in your automobile, that you had a flashlight with you? Well, here's a fine chance to get a handsome little flashlight. A flashlight about the size of a fountain pen, and which has a fountain pen clip, so that you can carry it around in a coat or vest pocket if you want to. A compact but powerful, really useful little flashlight. Just send in the outside wrapper from a package of Horlicks malted milk powder. Maybe from any size, either natural or chocolate flavor, but it must be from a package of Horlicks malted milk powder. Wrappers from Horlicks tablets, I mean, are not eligible. Write your name and address on the back of this wrapper and enclose 10 cents to cover packing and mailing costs. Then mail your wrapper and dime to Lum and Abner, care of the station to which you are listening. Send in for one of these handy little flashlights. Tonight, you'll be showing Lum and Abner that you are one of their loyal listeners. This is Carlton Brickert, speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlicks, who now bid you all good night and good health. Do you have attacks of asthma, hay fever, foul breath, head colds, canker sores, bronchial irritation, or perhaps suffer from diseases of the throat? (laughs) Presenting Dr. Batty's Asthma Cigarettes for the temporary relief of these conditions. The secret ingredient in Dr. Batty's Asthma Cigarettes has been proven to be very effective in relieving the pre-mentioned conditions. Dr. Batty's asthma cigarettes have been bringing relief to thousands since 1882. (laughs) Note, Dr. Batty's asthma cigarettes are not recommended for children under six years of age. (laughs) And now, back to our story. everybody. Here we are all ready to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner, brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. Well, folks, I wonder who's going to be elected president of the new Jotham Down store. Will it be Lum or will it be Abner? Abner was out in front last night, but there's still a lot of precincts to be heard from, yes. Now, you can cast a vote for your favorite, you know, and at the same time get a handy little aluminum flashlight with the compliments of Lum and Abner. 
A powerful, useful, little pocket-sized flashlight. The same kind that you'd have to pay 75 cents for if you bought it in a store. But all you have to do to get this fine little flashlight is send in the outside wrapper from a package of Horlicks malted milk powder. You can use a wrapper from any size package, either natural or chocolate flavor, but it must be from Horlicks malted milk powder. Wrappers from Horlicks tablets are not eligible. All right, write your name and address on the back of the wrapper and then mail it, enclosing 10 cents to cover packing and mailing costs to Lum and Abner, care of the station to which you are listening. You got that? All right. Now to cast a vote in the contest for the presidency of the new Jot-em-Down store, simply write either Lum's name or Abner's name, depending on which of the old fellows you want to see elected, when you write your own name and address on the back of the wrapper. Cast a vote and send in for a flashlight right away, folks, tonight before you forget it. Lum and Abner would like to hear from every one of their friends out on the party line. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. Now that Lum has been released from jail, he is determined to win the race for president of the Jotham Down store. Yesterday, he made a plea over the party line, soliciting votes, and is making every effort to beat Abner. <laughs> As we look in on Pine Ridge today, we find the two old fellows down at their office. They have just finished counting the votes that have come in today. Listen. Well, I still think that there's something wrong there, Lum. I just don't believe it. Well, I just put down what you told me to. You counted the votes yourself. Yeah, I know I did. Count them twice as far as that goes. But what I can't understand is why everybody has turned right around and started voting for you all of a sudden here. Well, I reckon they just now figured out which one of us is the best qualified for the office. So that's the biggest batch of mail we've got yet, and, and there weren't but 14 votes in there for me. <laughs> Looky there. Uh-huh. According to these figures now, I might not catch up with you. Catch up with you? I'm uh, just 326 votes behind now. <laughs> and if the mail runs half as good tomorrow as it did today, I'm going to be so far ahead of you, you never will catch up with me. Well, I'll be dead blamed if I can understand it. What did you tell them when you made that announcement on the party line yesterday down at Dick's store? Well, I just said I'd appreciate it if they'd vote for me. Yeah, is that all you said? Yes, sir. You can ask Dick what I said. He heard every word of it. Doggett, I don't believe it. You must have said something bad about me to get everybody to change over to your side all of a sudden this way. No, I never said a word about you, Abner. I just told them about the flashlight and how we'd appreciate them sending in and all that stuff, but I never said one word about you. Well, you must have said something, Lom. Folks just don't turn around and go right again a fella for no reason at all that way. No, at the time I was talking on the party line, I weren't so worked up over the contest as I am now. I just ain't been trying up to now. This contest has sort of turned into a campaign, though. I've been in politics too long to just sit back and let somebody beat me out of office. Yeah, well, I'm going to get out and do some campaigning myself, too. I'll tell you that right now. Go ahead and do all you can, Abner. Well, I know that I aim to. If I was you, I, I tell you, Abner, you may as well withdraw from the contest right now and save yourself a lot of embarrassment. Withdraw? Yes, sir. I'll never do. Well, you ain't got a chance, Abner. Huh, that's what you think. As long as you was going around here with both the arms in a sling, folks felt kind of sorry for you. I can understand that. Them votes you was getting was just out of sympathy. But now, since you took them bandages off, you ain't got a chance. Yeah. I still think I ought to kept them on a little while longer, too. Till after the contest, anyway. I don't believe that my arms is good and well yet. Don't believe they're good and well. No, sir. They ain't been bothering me a right smart long since we took them splints off this morning. Well, how could they be bothering you? <laughs> there wasn't nothing wrong with them to start with. 
Your arms wasn't broke. Uh-oh. No, that's right. I don't get any something wrong with them, old arm. They've just been aching something wonderful all day. Well, naturally, it'd bother you some after being rocked up so long that way. The circulate's just now starting up again, I reckon. Yeah, well, I, I believe, Lama, we better just go ahead and, and rock them back up. No, you no, you don't. No, sir. No, sir. You just want to get folks to feel sorry for you again so you'll get some more votes. I know what you're up to. Oh, sassy. Sassy press. I weren't worrying none about the votes. I still got a big lead on you. Yeah, you have right now, but just recollect the battle ain't over till the last shot's fired. Huh? I say the battle ain't over till the last shot's fired. What battle? Why, uh, battle between me and you. I say it ain't over till the last shot's fired. Well, now, Lom, now, here, now, wait a minute. Now, I, I don't think we ought to take it that serious now, Lom. That's just going too far. Of course, I'd love to get elected president of the store, but now, I don't think we ought to get no trouble over it. Get no trouble over it? Yeah, Lom, we've just been friends for so long, been partners and neighbors, and we've did for one another when we were sick and lent one another money and everything. I, I just... Hate to see something like this end up in a roof. Well, there ain't no use for us to get mad about no, it. No, that's get, what I say. No, get no roof. Just let the best man win. Yeah, but now, what if one of us gets killed, Lom? Um, we'd have our regrets over the rest of our lives. Well, ain't nobody going to get killed. You need to worry none about that. Yeah, I don't know now. That's awful dangerous business, packing firearms for one another. Well, undoubtedly, you ain't going to start carrying no gun for me, are you? You're dead blame right I am. You mean you take a gun and shoot me just over this election? Why, sure I would. I'd hate mighty bad to do it, but now if you think that I'm just going to stand around and let you do all the shooting without some way to protect myself, you've got well, another Well, here, here, wait a minute. I never said nothing about shooting you. You did done it. I heard you. Just because you seen I was going to take you up for my rights, why now you're trying to back out. Doga, you just jumped on the wrong fella this time, Lom. Us Peabody's an awful peaceful folk. Tries to treat everybody nice. But I don't get when you start shooting at us, now you've got a fight on your hands. Well, uh, great, I and am. You think just because <laughs> I'm wearing spectacles that I can't see to do no good. But I can still hamstring a deer at 100 yards long. If you've made up your mind to settle this contest with firearms, I don't get I'm ready for you any time you want to get started. Abner, where in the world did you get the idea in your head that I was going to start shooting at you? Why, you said so yourself. Well, I never done no you such a thing. Too. You did, too. Said this battle betwixt me and you wasn't going to be over till the last shot was fired. I dog it, I aim to be the one to fire. Well, you just misunderstood me, Abner. I, I heard it. what you said. You said it twice. I asked you over again, just to be sure. Yeah, that's what I said, but I didn't mean I was going to yeah, show enough. Yeah, well, what's going on in here? Well, howdy, Dick. Lord, oh, hear you fellas talking clear outside the store there. What's the matter? Oh, just a little misunderstanding here between me and Abner. Sit down, Dick. I any time they think they can bluff us Peabody out, they've got another guest coming. We've always been known to fight and stop. Nobody ain't trying to bluff you out, Abner. Just forget about it. Yeah, yeah, forget about it. Forget about it. And let you slip up behind my back and shoot me. No, oh, sir. For goodness sake, Abner. Well, what in the world's wrong with you fellas anyway? Oh, Lom's trying to start some trouble with me. Draw the gun on me a while ago. I never done no such a thing. Why? Well, you said you was going to, and that's just the same as. Well, what's the argument about, anyway? Oh, nothing, Dick. This crazy idiot here, he can't understand nothing. We was talking about the contest a while ago, and I told him the battle wasn't over till the last shot was and fired. Yes, what he said. Yes, the word. He got the idea in his head that I was aiming on shooting him. <laughs> well, Abner, he didn't mean that he was really going to shoot you. And I don't want him shooting at me, neither. Dick, there ain't no use to try to explain it to him. The more you talk to him, the worse he gets. I know my rights. I've learned long ago the best way to do when he gets mixed up this way is just to shut up about it. Let him cool off. He, 
He's just doing a lot of talking. Talking? Just doing a lot of talking? That's all you're doing. Yeah. Well, that's so right that you don't know us Peabody from. We're dangerous people to meddle with. How many more than eight people had anybody by the name of Edwards ever shot? Huh? I say, how many more than eight people had anybody by the name of Edwards ever shot? Well, <laughs> I don't know. There ain't none, I hope. <laughs> well, Uncle Zeke Peabody did. Back when uh, Peabody and the Jenkinses were a feuding, why, he shot eight of them in one season. Well, that ain't nothing to be bragging about. Well, it ain't nothing to be ashamed of. You never used but nine cartridges. Well, just forget about shooting, Abner. Shoot who? Uh, just forget about shooting. I'm not going to have no trouble now. <laughs> just just calm down. You'll be all right directly, and then you'll be ashamed the way you've been talking. Why, sure, Abner. You just got things all mixed up here. Lum didn't mean that at all. You just misunderstood him. Well, look here. I, I hadn't noticed that you got the bandages off your arm. Yeah, and I'm glad I done it now, too. I'd hate to get in a gunfight with both my arms wrapped up and spring it that way. Yeah. Yeah, look there. I dog it, I can draw just this fast it is. Here, Abner, put that gun up. Yeah, put that up, Abner. Swan, ever since he's got to be constable where he can carry that gun without being rested, he packs it every place he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to make him eat it one of these days. Yeah, you better be careful about that, Abner, sure enough. Well, uh, how's the contest coming, Lum? I notice you got an awful lot of mail today. Oh, yeah, I aim to tell you, Dick. Uh, you know how to hold them letters you and Cedric brung over here. Abner never got but 14 votes. <laughs> yeah, all the rest of them was for me. Well, say, you kind of staged a comeback, didn't oh, you, Oh, yeah, I think that talk I give them on the party line yesterday sort of woke some of them up. Yeah, well, I knew if you just made up your mind to get in there and fight, that you could make good contests. Oh, yeah, I aim to put on a campaign now like you never heard of before. <laughs> make that old campaign speech here, was you? Yeah, recollect <laughs> when I ran for Justice of the Peace here a few years back and yeah. Squire Skimp was running again? Yeah, that was a hot contest. Well, I'm going to adopt some of them same tactics on this <laughs> Put signs around town and everything. <laughs> Come speak to county if necessary. Well, that's the thing to do. You and Abner both just work your best. I'm going over to Cherry Hill tonight to make a little talk. Oh, yeah? It's a good roads meeting over there. I think I'll get up there and tell them about the contest while I'm over there. On my feet and all. Yeah, well, I was aiming on going over there at that meeting, too, I heard about today. Well, uh, Granny, if you're going, I'd love to ride over with you. Why, well, sure. I'd be glad to have you. There's plenty of room, Lon. Just get in and go with us. I'm getting enthusiastic. Or enthusiastic. Yeah. Enthusiastic over this <laughs> contest now, huh? Only ain't but uh, 326 votes behind, you know. Well, say, now, this is developing into a pretty close contest now. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing there, Abner? I don't it can't be there. What are you talking about? You can't get that gun in your mouth there. I know I can't. That's what I say. Nobody could make me eat this gun if they wanted to. I didn't figure you know what you was talking well, about. Well, put that gun up. I'll there. put it up when I get good and ready. Well, you're going to hurt somebody. I you, ain't going you to. put it up right now. Here, give me that. Oh, thing. yeah, don't. Turn loose now, Lum. Turn loose. Get away. Turn loose. Get away from here, Lum. Oh, my goodness. Well, we imagine that this argument seems to have ended rather seriously after all. But we also imagine that neither of the old fellows will be hurt badly enough. But what they'll appreciate your vote. Now, I'm sure that every one of you will want to cast a vote for either Lum or Abner in this big race for the presidency of the new Jot'em Down store. You can cast a vote, you know, when you send in for one of those fine pocket-sized flashlights that Lum and Abner are offering to all Horlicks malted milk powder users. So send in for a flashlight. Do it right away, tonight. Here's how you send in your request. Write your name and address on the back of the outside wrapper. Not the label on the bottle, but the outside wrapper. From a package of Horlicks malted milk powder. Now, you may use a wrapper from any size package, but it must be a Horlicks malted milk powder wrapper. 
Don't send in wrappers from Horlick's tablets, for they are not eligible. Well, mail your wrapper with your name and address, and with ten cents to cover packing and mailing costs, to Lum and Abner, care of the station to which you are listening. And here's how to cast a vote in the contest between Lum and Abner for the presidency of the new Jotham Down store. Simply write either Lum's name or Abner's name, whichever one you want to see get the office, when you write your own name and address on the back of the wrapper. Send in your request and vote tonight, all of you. This is not only a chance to get a fine flashlight, not only a chance to elect your favorite to the presidency of the new Jotham Down store, it's more than that. It's a chance to express your appreciation of Lum and Abner and of their sponsor, the makers of Horlicks. This is Carlton Brickert speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlicks, who now bid you all good night and good health. Men, are you balding or already there? Well, good news, your falling hair or baldness may be unnecessary. Science say that many causes of baldness are caused by a deficient blood supply to the hair roots. If your case is like that, there is hope for a full head of hair. Science's newest invention, the vacuum helmet, draws rich, nourishing blood to your dormant hair roots with the very first treatment. A new development, the HydroVac machine runs on your water faucet. It embodies the same principle as machines costing up to $150, yet so inexpensive anyone can now afford to use it at home. Money back, cheerfully, if it does not grow hair on your head. Quick, before another hair falls, send your name and address for complete confidential information, prices, terms, guarantee, and free trial offer. Address to HydroVac, Department 135, Walnut Building, Des Moines, Iowa, and do it today.